Listening to Testify on Eden FM, your voice in paradise. I am Ingrid Carly Moses. Yes, it is already the eighth week of lockdown here in South Africa, day 60. Lockdown due to the coronavirus. Yes, it feels like such a long time, I'm sure, for many. But it is a very necessary time. And just last night, we were told that we will be moving into level three as of the 1st of June. So that's something to really look forward to. But I'm sure that these past eight weeks have not been without its challenges for many, regardless of what uh, situation you find yourself in, whether you are an essential services worker or whether you are a parent at home or whether you are a teenager that's also been confined during this time or a child that hasn't been able to go to school and um, just participate in their daily routines. So this evening, I hope that uh, what I have to share with you will bring you hope, will bring you an opportunity to look forward again and say, you know, all will be well. So uh, the Bible verse this evening that I would like to reflect on is John 16 verse 33, where Jesus says, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulations, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And that's John 16 verse 33. It is understandable that the disciples of Jesus were tempted to fear because this story takes place in the time where Jesus is preparing them for his departure. He's preparing them as best as he can to help them to understand that he will be crucified and will be leaving them. But they are a bit in fear because they are not understanding. So it is understandable that given the human frailty, that they wrestled with hopelessness and despair. But notice that Christ is not willing to leave them there. He spoke to them. He gave them his word. He revealed truth to them so that they might have joy and peace and courage in this world. Through the scripture verse, there are three things that we can notice. One, Jesus did not say, that they would have joy and peace and courage because these things would go well for them in the world. Quite the opposite, in fact. I've said these things to you that in me you may have peace in the that you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have come overcome the world, he says. So how often have I not heard people say, if only my circumstances would change, then I would have joy and peace. Two things need to be said in response to this. One, you will find that better circumstances will not bring true joy and lasting peace. Two, why wait for joy and peace? You can have it now. I repeat that. You can have it 
Now, right now, if you would only learn that joy and peace come not from favorable circumstances, but from a heart that trusts in God and the mind that knows His truth. Joy and peace are not connected to circumstances in the way that you might think. There are some people who have it all and yet do not have true joy and lasting peace. And there are some who have nothing and yet their hearts are alive, their souls full with the joy of the Lord. It's not about the circumstances. It is about the heart and the mind. Jesus' words here make that abundantly clear. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulations. But take heart, I have overcome the world. The second thing that we notice about this verse, that's John 16 verse 33, is that Jesus did not rebuke his disciples for their fear and sorrow. Notice how patient Jesus is with his disciples. I'm sure that after walking with them for over three years, Jesus would have hoped that his disciples would have been stronger in the end. But they were not strong. They were quite weak, in fact. And yet Jesus was patient with them. He instructed and encouraged them in their weakness. And he is the same way with you and I. We are faith, were our faith in God strong, we would never fear. If our hearts and minds were fixed squarely upon God and His truth, we would never be given to despair. But our faith is not always strong, and we do not always set our gaze squarely upon God, fixing our minds upon His truth. We are frail creatures, prone to wonder and prone to leave the God we love. Our Lord is patient with us. But also notice the third thing, that Jesus is not willing to leave us in our fear and in our sorrow. He calls us out of it. If we are indeed children of the King, like we ought to be, we would have joy. There ought to reside within the heart of Christians a deep and true and lasting happiness. And there ought to be peace too. The soul of a Christian should have a quietness to it. The Christian should walk with courage and confidence and firmness in this world, like a bold lion and not like a skittish lamb. At this point, dear listeners, I want to play for you a clip, a, a voice clip from America's Got Talent. And this is of a participant called Archie Williams from Louisiana. Now this clip was posted on the 22nd of May and that's four days ago and this video already has had 34 million views. Yes it sounds crazy but there's a reason why. So let's have a listen to this clip and when we come back I will chat a bit more about it and how it links to our verse this evening, which is John 16, verse 33. Welcome. Thank you. Let's start with your name, please, sir. My name is Archie Williams. Then where are you from, Archie? I'm from Louisiana. Louisiana. Right, let's get to know you first of all, actually, a little bit. Okay. I, uh... I was just incarcerated for 37 years for somebody else's crime. Ooh. <laughs> DNA freed me. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, my God. On the morning of December the 9th of 1982, a 30-year-old white woman was raped and stabbed in her home. I was arrested on January the 4th. I couldn't believe it was really happening. I knew I was innocent, I didn't commit a crime. But being a poor black kid, I didn't have the economic ability to fight the state of Louisiana. At the trial, none of the fingerprints at the scene matched mine. Three people testified that I was at home, but they wanted somebody to pay. I was sentenced to life in 80 years. 
without the possibility of parole or probation. I was sent to Angola State Penitentiary. It was classified as the bloodiest prison in the United States. You had a choice to either be strong or weak, you know, because you will be tried and tested. Days turned into weeks, into months, into years, and into decades. It's like a nightmare, you know? 37 years. years. How did you get through? Freedom is of the mind. Yes. I went to prison, but I never let my mind go to prison. When you know you're faced with dark times, what I would do is I would pray and sing. This is how I got peace. You know, and when the Innocent Project took my case, I just kept hope that they will prevail. This new technology got me back in court. They was ordered to, you know, run the fingerprints in the database. Within hours, they matched the French to uh, a serial rapist. After 37 years, I was released on March the 21st, 2019. How does it feel right now to be out, to be vindicated? Man, it's a feeling I'm still trying to grab. I'm still trying to digest the freedom that I have right now. I watched America Got Talent in prison, and I would visualize myself being there. I always desired to be on a stage like this, and now I'm here. Thank God. I know it's my chance of a lifetime. Wow, Archie, well, I'm so sorry you had to go through what you went through, but thank God uh, the right thing happened and you're out. Thank you. So what are you going to be doing today, Archie? I'm going to sing. Okay. Take a deep breath. We're all with you, Archie. I can't lie. No more of your darkness All my pictures Seem to fade to black and white I'm going tired And time stands still before Frozen here on the ladders of my life. Don't let the sun go down on me. Although I search myself, it's always someone else I see. Just another fraction of your life to wander free. But losing everything is like the sun going down on me. Just allow a, a fragment of your life to wander free. But losing everything is like the sun going down.
gosh. <laughs> Heidi. I mean, um, I don't cry for a whole lot of things, but that really like did it to me, I have to tell you. It just, I don't know, went from you to me and I felt you and I've been thinking about you and your life. That was very um, powerful. Howie? 37 years, I can't imagine they took a life away from you. But if there's anything that can be given to you, it is, and I feel it right now, is the love, is the love that you are getting. Even though you did 37 years, 37 years that didn't break you. I can picture you watching the show, hoping, hoping, holding to something, and now you're here, and we love you. Archie, I, I would never, ever listen to that song uh, in the same way ever again after you sang that. It took on a whole different meaning for me. And you're a very, very courageous person. By the way, you have a really good voice. Thank you, Sam. You really, really do. This is uh, an audition I will never forget for the whole of my life, Archie. Now we have to do the important part. Let's start with Howie. Oh, I love you, yes. Heidi? It's a definite, definite yes for me. And you get your third yes from me. Uh, I'm going to work out... I'd say we've got about 3,500 yeses here. I just can't imagine that. 37 years. Welcome back, dear listeners. You're listening to Testify on Eden FM, your voice in paradise. I'm Ingrid Carly Moses. That was an audition clip of Archie Williams on America's Got Talent that was posted on the 22nd of May. And as you heard uh, by his story, he was wrongly incarcerated for 37 years. 37 years. Here we find ourselves simply, you know, well, it's not really simply, I mean, it's really a tough situation. But in the eighth week of lockdown, 60 days already here in South Africa and in other countries around the world, even much longer. And here's this man that was incarcerated for 37 years, years yet he survived. And when he was asked how he survived, he said, Freedom is of the mind. I went to prison, but I never let my mind go to prison. Brothers and sisters, in relation to our Bible verse this evening, that is John 16 verse 33, which, which says, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulations, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So in relation to this verse, I'm not saying that this joy and peace and courage is an automatic thing. Far from it. It must be cultivated. But it is ours in Christ Jesus. Just like Archie said in his interview, when I face dark times, I would pray and sing. This is how I got peace. So we are to fight for joy and peace and courage. This is why Christ commands his disciples to take heart. It is something that they must decide to do. It is something that we, you and I, must decide to do, regardless of our circumstances. 
Notice that Christ does not command his disciples to take something, or at least to do something, without first providing them with the resources necessary to accomplish it. He commands them to take heart. That we have seen. But the first, but first of, of all, it gives them the information that they need to, in fact, take heart. This is how our God works. He com- his commands are always based upon truth. The command here is to take heart. The exception is that there would be joy and peace in the heart of the believer. But notice that the reason for it is also given. And it centers upon the reality of the resurrection. The resurrection of Christ is the hinge upon which it all turns. It is the resurrection that turns sorrow into joy and fear into courage. Notice how Jesus encourages us towards joy and peace and courage by reminding us that suffering will indeed lead to life. I do not mean to say that all suffering will lead to life. Suffering is not redemptive redemptive, or life-producing in and of itself. But Christ's suffering certainly led to life. What I'm trying to communicate here this evening, dear listeners, is that the disciples of Christ would have joy and peace and courage in the world, but simply because they would be reunited to an old friend, whom they have been separated from for two days, but because their friend, through his suffering and death and resurrection, had laid a hold on life, that is the resurrected life. This is why they would rejoice. Death was defeated when Christ rose. This is why no one would be able to take their joy from them. They, through Christ's resurrection, had access to resurrection life and hope that transcends the grave, just so it is accessible to us. It is the resurrection that enables all who have faith in Christ to say, Thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ defeated sin and death and Satan through the cross, and by his resurrection from the dead. This is the reason why the disciples of Christ have joy in the world, despite the trouble that we experience in it. And yes, we are Christ's disciples. We, as believers, are Christ's disciples. We have hope. We have hope in Christ. We have hope in the resurrection of Christ. Gloom and darkness, desperation and despair may press in upon us, but the hope remains. Like a beam of light cutting through the darkness, the reality of the resurrection cuts through all of the troubles of this life, leading us not to sorrow, but to peace and joy and courage in the Lord. So dear listeners, you might have a situation where you are suffering at the moment. A loved one might be affected by COVID-19. Your financial circumstances might be really dire. Or another loved one or yourself might have another illness or disease. But let us remember that suffering leads to life. It was through Christ's suffering that life was earned. And for those who are united to him by faith, The suffering that we experience now in this world is not the final word. We have hope in him which can never be taken away. Here is one reason for our joy and peace and courage. So let us remain or at least keep our hope in Jesus Christ. I'd like to play for you a song now called Waymaker by Leland. And yes, he's a miracle worker, he's a promise keeper, he's the light in the darkness, the song says. Enjoy.
listeners that was Waymaker by Leland you are tuned in to testify on Eden FM your voice in paradise and I am Ingrid Carly Moses this evening we are reflecting on John 16 verse 33 where Christ encourages us to have joy peace and courage with a reminder that suffering will lead to the father again not all suffering leads to the father Suffering is not redemptive in and of itself, but Christ's suffering certainly did. It was through his death and resurrection that a way to God was made. He is the door. He is the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. Christ's suffering provided a way to the Father and also does our suffering. If we are united to Christ by faith. We have access to him now in Jesus' name and we will be with him for all eternity. If we have been cleansed by Christ's anointing blood, this certainly is a reason to have joy and peace and courage in the world. It is this reality, our love for God and the love of the Father for us in Christ, which led Paul to reason in Romans 8 verse 31 to 39 by saying the following and you can read this in scripture too what then shall we say to these things if God is for us who can be against us he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all how will he not also with him graciously give us all things Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies, who is to condemn. Christ Jesus is the one who died, more than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? 
No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ our Lord. How beautifully Paul expresses that in Romans 8 verse 31 to 39. And listen to Jesus' words also in John 16, verse 23 and 24. In verse 23, Jesus says, In that day you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. The meaning is this, in that day, in the age after the resurrection, Jesus is referring to when he says, in that day. And that age is now, the age which we live in right now. We have to ask Jesus for things, as the disciples did when Jesus was with them on, the, on earth. But we will, but we will the Father. We will have direct access to the Father in Jesus' name. Jesus Christ is our mediator. We go through him to the Father. In verse 25 of John 16, it says, I have said these things to you in figures of speech. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. Things were still mysterious to the disciples as they lived in the hours leading up to the crucifixion and in the days before the resurrection. But after the resurrection, Jesus would speak plainly about the Father. Things would become clear. I think here on the road to Emmaus, that's the passage in Luke 24, where which was after the resurrection of Jesus. He teaches the scriptures to the disciples and shows how the law and prophets and Psalms all point to him. And they got it. Yes, at this point they got it. Things became clear in light of Jesus' resurrection. They could not see it before, but in the light of the resurrection, things became vivid. Just so for us today, Dear listeners, things should be vivid if we truly have faith in the Lord and truly keep our eyes focused on Him, knowing that He is the door, that He is the way, the truth, and the life. Notice that Jesus is our mediator. He is the middleman between God and man. But that does not mean that we go to Him and He goes to the Father for us. Instead, it means that He has opened up for us access to the Father. If you are trusting in Christ, if you have true faith in Christ, the Father himself loves you. In John 16 verse 28, it says, I came to the Father and have come into the world, and now I am leaving the world and going to the Father. His disciples said, ah, now you are speaking plainly and not using figure of speech. But we know that you have all things and do not need anyone to question you. This is why we believe that you come from God. Jesus answered them, do you now believe? Behold, the hour is coming. Indeed, it has come when you will be scattered, each to his own home, and you will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Dear listeners, I encourage you to truly make this verse your own, to know that whatever trials and tribulation you are going through now, whether it is as a result of COVID-19, whether it is as a result of life circumstances, 
Think about the clip I played earlier on about Archie Williams. 37 years incarcerated for a crime he did not commit. And you might feel that you are in your circumstances feeling incarcerated, not through your own doing, but because of world situation, because of someone else's doing. This evening, I encourage you to keep your eyes on the Lord and Ask for what you need from our Heavenly Father through Jesus. Our next song is In Jesus' Name by Darlene Schwecht. And I hope that this song brings to you the words of encouragement that you need right now to see you through this time in your life.
In rehearsal, we were just practicing this song. And again, in my spirit, I just sense that if you are suffering cancer, if you've been given a death sentence by the doctor, whatever it is, we're gonna sing this thing over you. We're gonna sing these words straight from the Word of God. God is fighting for us. I hate cancer. I hate cancer in Jesus' name. And so we stand up, amen, and in the name of Jesus, not in our own strength, but in the name of Jesus. Sickness has to flee, it has to bow down to the name of Jesus. We declare the finished work of Christ in this place. Welcome back, dear listeners. That was In Jesus' Name by Darlene Shecht. You're listening to Testify on Eden FM. And this evening we've been discussing uh, the verse, John 16, verse 33. Um, And I've been encouraging you through this verse to really take heart um, that Jesus is with you in your circumstances during this time of COVID-19 as we continue um, counting, you know, the days of isolation and being in quarantine. So let us take the words of scripture and apply it to our life. Take heart, I have overcome the world, Jesus says. This is a command. The fact is that a command tells me two things. First of all, we will probably struggle from time to time, lacking joy and peace and courage. But if we are in Christ, we are not to remain there. We are to take heart and we are to take heart by fixing our minds and our hearts upon the truths of God. In Christ Jesus, there is eternal life. 
the resurrection proves it. And in Jesus Christ, through faith in him, there is the love of God the Father. So, lay a hold of it, if you do not have it. Repent and believe. And if you do have it, then cling to it. Cling to that truth. Cling to that commandment. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. I leave you with this encouragement this evening, dear listeners. And I pray that um, we will all be able to look back and be able to tell the story of this challenging time that we all faced all around the world, not just here in South Africa, all around the world related to uh, the COVID-19 situation, but also that we're able to tell it with such wonder to be able to share our testimony of how God saw us through. I know people that are without work, not just one partner, but both husband and wife without work, having to, with, with no income or a significantly reduced income. Hunger, poverty, socioeconomic challenges that's happening all over in our communities, in our cities, in the world. The first responders that are having to deal with the cases in hospital and getting ill themselves. So, dear listeners, I'd like to leave uh, or end the program this evening with a prayer of encouragement, a prayer for our world. And I wish you all the best as we pray. God, you alone are worthy of honor, glory and praise. With you, we can overcome every storm, including the global impact COVID-19 is having on our world. Right now, we are asking you to heal those who are sick and protect those who are not. Give our leaders extra wisdom as they navigate this pandemic and economic uncertainty. Strengthen your global church. Reveal to us how we can partner together to reach the needs of those around us. Calm our fears. Fill us with your hope, joy and peace as we continue to trust in you. Use this pandemic to pave the way for spiritual renewal. We want your glory, power and healing to be on display. Come, Lord Jesus, come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good night, dear listeners, and I wish you all the best for the week ahead. Until we meet again next week, Monday. Good night.
himself has paid the price that all who trust in him today find healing in his sacrifice that all who trust in
Here's mine for you to hold.